Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I mentioned Andrew Tate, the controversial social media character, and many say he's stoken hatred of women online. Others argue he's been misunderstood. But I just want to get the thoughts of people on whether you're concerned about his influence and the influence that he seems to have on young people in particular. I mentioned parents and teachers, maybe. I'm interested in your thoughts on this today, if you you want to get in contact. Annette is with me on the line. Annette, maybe just first of all, outline for us or explain, when did you first become aware of Andrew Tate? Hi, Andrea. Um, I became aware of Andrew Tate through my son. He's 16, so probably about two, maybe a year, two years ago. I started hearing the name coming up, you know, Andrew Tate said this, Andrew Tate said that. Um, and I thought, OK, you know, and I didn't really know an awful lot about him. Um, and I suppose the initial messages that I was getting from, from my son was that, you know, he was encouraging them to be fit and uh, you know, this this kind of thing, really. Mm. Um, but I suppose it's become a little bit more sinister, uh, the, the messages that have uh have been coming out from this chat now. Thankfully, I'm very. We have a very open relationship with with our son, and he's he's quite open about what he hears, and quite willing to talk about it and debate it in some ways. Uh, his own uh, view would be he's absolutely not an Andrew Tate lover. He doesn't follow him. He's aware of him through kids in school, and he sees you know things that are said and 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 so on. Um, and he's willing to take pieces that he believes apply to him. But he's someone who has, I suppose, a sister and, you know, a mother who we're, we're all quite uh, opinionated in our house. So nobody can just have, a, you know, an, an un, undebated opinion about anything. Mm. And, and Andrew Tate is the same. But what I have started to realise myself, and, uh, you know, there's no point in debating something that you're you're not familiar with or that you don't bother to read up about is that this particular chap, him and the likes of Jordan Peterson, are actually appealing to young men and teenagers currently because there are little or no supports available for this particular group, in my view, and it is just my view. Um, If you don't identify as something else, so if you're not in some other kind of category, be it LGBTQ or be it, you know, um, feminist or you know, part of Black Lives Matters or, or some other category. If you're just plain old straight Joe, there's no supports for you in society today. All you hear if you're in this particular group, and, and this has been said to me, is that they're privileged, you know, privileged white guy, privileged man. They exude toxic masculinity. They can't just be masculine anymore. They have to be toxic in front of it. Society recognises all other groups encourages them to be all they can be, whatever they want to be. They're told they can be whatever they want to be. But what's our message to young straight men, men of any colour? What is it? We don't give them a message. And this is where Andrew Tate has come in. He has recognised this. He has recognised that that there's a a group of, of young men out there floundering. We know that the brain doesn't fully mature until you're 25. So between the ages of 12 and 25, You've got a group of, of, you know, very vulnerable uh, people in society who are just looking for messages. Mm. Young men want to live meaningful lives. They, you, you know, but what's that perceived to be in today's society? In the past, it was quite clear, not saying it was right, but they had a place in society that they felt that they had to fill. 
Now we don't do anything to support this, these new societal norms. Yes, in the workplace, if you're over 30 or whatever, you're, you know, you're told you can be equal and can be all of this. Our young people aren't mature enough to see that yet. So Tate and the likes of him are filling this void, albeit inappropriately. You know, they are able yeah. to describe so whether, to men how they feel. So what... And, and, yeah. Yeah. So whether you, I know what you're saying. So whether you agree with that or not, I suppose part of his appeal has come from a kind of a backlash, if you want to call it that, against progressive movements, social movements. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's quite that that straightforward. I think it's just you know that you have lots of of, of you know society is brilliant today. You can be. And you don't have to hide what your true identity is if you're, you know, if you're anything outside of, you know, if you're gay or whatever. That and it's fantastic. It makes for a much, much better society. But not everybody identifies as something, and and we've kind of started to label what would have been in the past considered the norm. We've started to label this inappropriately, and and I think that that's having an effect on young men. When you if you get past the age of twenty five or thirty. You're, you know, you kind of realise, OK, hold on, you know, I can actually make sense of all of this. But prior to that, when you're at your most vulnerable, you know, you're 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 gangly, you haven't quite grown into being a man or, you know, physically. And you've got this guy telling you, here's how to get a girl, here's how to get a great physique, here's how to make money, here's what I do. And that message is then filled with mm. arrogance and, and whatever. Mm. And your brain is not equipped to deal with that messaging and you maybe don't feel you have the outlet, maybe you don't have a close relationship with your parents, maybe your peer group are listening to the same messages and then you've got this kind of, you know, uh, mentality that we're all in this together. I think it's mm. having a, a, a okay. very... Um, and, 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 and just to net on that, I just want to bring in a couple of other people and get their thoughts as well. So I suppose my, my, I was going to ask you, you know, how concerned, are, you know, were you about the influence that he could or potentially might have been having on your own son? But, but this is something that you guys have talked about yeah, openly I'm, I'm for two years. Somewhat. I am concerned somewhat that, you know, that there is this messaging out there and, yeah. you know, but as I say, I think we're we're looking, you know, and funnily enough, I told my son I was coming on today and okay. I said, would you, would, you, would you come on and talk about yeah, it? Yeah, would he? And he said, to me, no. Would he not, right? <laughs> no, you know why? <laughs> he said, he said, I'm clever enough to know, he said, ma'am, that if I, you know, if I try to even say that there are some elements of bettering myself that might have, I, I might have gotten some okay messaging. He said, I'm going to be villainized. He said, it won't matter what I say after that. You know, because everyone will be quick to call me these labels. And, you know, as I say, we're very lucky because we have, a, we have a, you know, a very thankfully so far so good. And, you know, he's able to articulate himself. But not everybody is mm. in that position. And yeah. we do have a lot of young, young men out there who, who haven't been provided with the support that they need to grow up to lead the meaningful lives that they really, really want to lead. Okay. Don't forget, as teenagers, we all want to be edgy and offensive and provocative. That's part of growing up. That's how you learn what's appropriate. Okay. We well, tell our young women when they are that, that they're, that they're, you know, we encourage them, well, yes, you have the right to be this, you know, before you would have been. But we're, what are we telling our young men? You know, don't be masculine because you're toxic. So, you know, I just worry about the messaging that we have out okay. there. No, you, you make you 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 make a um, you know you, you make I'm, a good not, a good point. I'm certainly not in any way 
condoning anything. No, I know that. Oh no, I didn't think you were. I mean, I, 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 no, not at all. And I, I didn't think you were. And that's, you know, I wanted to have this discussion today because. Um, I, I, you know, you you need to hear. I mean, in order to have a like a fulfilled discussion about this, you need to hear all sides of it. And 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 I know. And look, I appreciate your son. You mightn't want to, to join us or chat to us, but I suppose in order to be able to have this conversation, you know, we do need to hear a variety of opinions on it. Uh, and then you, the listeners, and myself, we can make our own minds up. Then I suppose after that, uh, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. And let's stay on the line if you don't mind. Um, and let me bring in Robin too, though. Robin, well, first of all, um, how concerned are you about the influence that Andrew Tate has? Hi, Andrea. I'm pretty concerned. I would say, so I'm in my 30s. I'm media literate and I'm a woman, so I'm not exactly a target audience, but I am constantly fed his content. And worse is that there are Irish versions of him coming out of the woodwork too that um, just are increasing on the day. And I'm as I said, media literate, I curate my own feed and make sure I'm exposed to the information I exposed to and, and block out the other stuff. But even as me, like in my 30s, and not being able to do that, I can't imagine what it's like being 10 and 15 and having to, to understand, you know, what what I should be exposed to and, and what is um, real and okay to, to be consuming and be influenced by. Um, I know we talked about kids there as well, and I, I agree with it out there. She takes some really good points about um, just being kind of open to, to influence then and then that's kind of breeding ground for these type of fundamentalist mentality. Um, and the other thing I would just say, you know, try not to look at it as like for other parents who may be thinking, you know, oh, my kid hasn't mentioned his name or they don't have a phone. Like if you think about when you're 10 and 15, like you are, you are exposed to things going on in the world anyway, whether your parents know or not. And try mm-hmm. not to shield them from it. But try to look for alternative role models, like have a discussion with them if, and, you know, find out from them if they do know of his name or, or what their thoughts are in, in a really safe environment, like an asset of, of um, finding out what it is, like in terms of societal standards, he, he was deemed successful and, you know, being uber fit, you know, accumulated a, a massive amount of wealth and things like that, you know, years ago. And that's what has brought people into, to, um, you know, his channels and narrative and things like that. Um, but also not only kids, I would be having conversations with your brothers, your partners, your parents, um, you know, everybody in your family, because like that, like I've had experience where I've spoken to people about it and shocked to hear that, you know, they might be advocating for him. Like, you know, well, um, the idea that supporters think that we're only seeing the bad, we're only talking about the bad. Um, but when the bad is so illegal that you're not allowed to live in America or the UK, then what is the supposed good with that? Um, and it's really important to have those conversations. They're uncomfortable, but unfortunately, it's not just children that's being influenced by this. It's grown-ups, and they're in positions of authority. And they're, you know, we work with them, we live with them, um, and try not to admonish people for it, but create a space where you can find out an alternative. Like, is it that you want to be your best self and driven and find motivation in the community? There are plenty of other role models mm. there. And, like, you know, hold people's hands and finding them and, and engage with them on that. Edward is on the line as well, uh, Robin and Annette. Um, Edward, do you have concerns? Um, not so much. I think that uh, I agree with a lot of what Annette has said. She makes some very good points. But uh, what I'd like to say is I think that generally 80% of what Andrew Tate is actually positive for uh, young children and uh, 
anyone really. I mean, the other twenty percent is he. I mean, he's an outrageous guy, but uh, I think it's up for debate. But I mean, the eighty percent of what he actually does say is that you need to work hard, uh, get a job, focus on your fitness and self accountability. And I think that when people uh, discount everything that he says, a lot of the positive things that he says, such as these things, are also thrown out the window. So you you think that um, you think the kind of the accusation that he sort of stands accused of stoking hatred of women among kind of young or impressionable children? You think that's in the twenty percent? Yes, I do. I mean, a lot of see the problem is a lot of what I have never seen a clip of Andrew Tate on TikTok because I don't have TikTok. But the clips of Andrew Tate on TikTok are the most stimulating, controversial points that anyone can see. He. I've only ever seen Andrew Tate in interviews on YouTube that are maybe two hours, three hours long. And you actually get to see him digest his points and make a real point of what he's trying to say. But people only, young people especially, I think, they don't even have the attention span or the will to look at something online or they just want 10 seconds of seeing what Andrew Tate's saying that's controversial. So I think a lot of it is taken out of context. Okay. Do, do, you, agree and, with, do uh, you agree with that, Robin? I mean, he's, he's, he's sort of been misunderstood. I, I absolutely hear where you're coming from. Again, the role model, societal ideals of success, fit, wealthy, wanting to get up in the morning, and that may be 80%, but when 20% is actually... Like, this person has been open about how he imprisons women to accumulate wealth. That's imprisoning a person. That's enslavement. We're not talking about someone who thinks... Who's just talking about... Um, which is problematic in itself, talking about, you know, degrading them. But he's open about these things. And that's one of the reasons he can't live in certain countries. And now one of the reasons now he's under investigation. Like, it's not that you're saying, okay, what they're saying is problematic, or I just don't agree with that 20%. It's actually, what he's talking about is illegal. Like, this is, that's really, really serious. But I completely understand about 80%. That 80% is what we look to, you know, we go to work every day, we're looking for role models, we're looking for inspiration especially in January when it's, when it's grim outside. But there are alternatives. There are so many fantastic role models. So again, you might not agree with the 20%, but they're not illegal. They're, you know, 80% of them are telling you to drive, telling you to get up at 5 a.m. Like one in particular is Mel Robbins, and I follow her, and she's fantastic for that. And, you know, I don't agree with everything she says, but I can, can keep with, you know, the majority of it. But none of it is, is bordering, you know, like we're talking imprisonment of people. That's massive. The, uh, ben is with us too. Ben, where are you in this discussion? What's the crack? Right, so basically, uh, Robin keeps using the word slavery and imprisonment. I have no idea where she got that from. But my biggest kind of issue when it comes to this Andrew Tate situation is not that people like him or don't like him. I think it's more the fact that, I think, I think Edward was saying it as well, um, it's more the fact that people are getting these clips from TikTok, which are the most controversial and stimulating and would be, tend to be the, go the most viral, when in, in reality, I think people need to look at his interviews. Like, he has two really good interviews with uh, Pierce Morgan, and I think they're an hour or two hours long. Right. And I think people need to start actually hearing the, his whole narrative instead of just clips, because people are, are being told by, by news outlets and, 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 and other companies that, yeah, Andrew Tate's bad, he's 50 fat, he's been, he's been accused of human trafficking, rape, and all this. So people are like, oh yeah, fresh. 
this guy is, is a bad person. In reality, they need to look at the interviews, they need to see undertake what he's actually about and formulate their own opinion. And if they still don't like him after that, that is, that is fair enough. Well, 1.4 million people have viewed these videos on TikTok. He's over 3.5 million on, on Instagram. And a lot of the videos, like any of the stuff that I've, you know, looked at in, in, in uh, chatting about this, you know, it's, it's like the content is, it is often, uh, Ben, misogynistic in nature. Like it's not. I don't think I need to sit down to look at two one-hour-long interviews of him to see these short. Like some of these short clips, not some of them. They're often fairly misogynistic. Uh, do you have any examples? Well, like when you look at any I of the stuff. I can give examples. Go on ahead. Well, who's that, Robin or Annette? Robin. Yeah, go on ahead, Robin. One specific example is that he has openly said multiple times that he will in, imprison a woman and allure her in under false pretenses. Um, force her to become an online sex worker and then take all, and use all of the wealth that she's um, had from her. So he, she would be working for him in terms of sex trafficking, which is one of the reasons he's been now in an investigation for it. I just, I can, look, I completely understand you, Ben. You're looking for role models and everybody is. But when you're talking about elite, you're, it's not even, and it's unfortunate that we get to the point that it's like, it's not just speaking about misogyny, which is still horrendous. But like these are illegal acts, and well, he's condoning that. Robin, and they're not Robin, sorry, no, he denies no, the wrongdoing. I, I know in relation to the the arrest uh, last month in in Romania. But look, aside from that, right? I I want to get the views today of people who you heard from Annette there, uh, Ben. I'm sure you heard Annette at the start. Annette, you're still with us, like talking about listening to her son, you know, chat about Andrew Tate for the last two years, and he's talking about friends talking about this in school or people in in the class or whatever chatting about it. I think what's useful, Andrea, is that if you um, listen to a clip, say, for example, as I would have asked my son to find something and play it for me and, you know, different things, and then discuss it, and where there's a female element to it, you know, we we ask them to imagine that being his sister or his cousin or, or, or whatever, you know. And as you say, he absolutely has no time for any of that, you know, very male chauvinistic pieces that, that he comes out with. Um, but it is about being able to have an informed conversation with your your young, your sons or young men as they grow into young men, because I do think it is important to hear them, because that's, that's the role that Andrew Tate is playing at the moment. He They feel he understands them and the rest of us don't. And as long as that's the situation, we're not we're in a no-win situation here, you know. We have to make it okay for these young men to have a personal identity. Um, and we just need to teach them how to harness the feelings they have into something more useful and stop labelling them always with, with these terrible phrases that we use. That, that's just my view on yeah. it. Do you, well, let me just, do, do you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, I, um, I actually do. But the thing is, is that these women that are around Andrew Tate, they are, they are all profiting from being around him. He said in clips before, you see, he started out his business doing um, the, with dealing with uh, car models and stuff. And he said in interviews before that he split the money 50-50 with them. So these women, are, are they aren't being slaves. They aren't stuck with them. They're staying around right, because okay. they're profiting but just, they're just on money. the Just on the points that Annette made there about, for, for people, I suppose, that are listening to Andrew Tate or follow him or whatever, so you know, have subscribed or look at his uh, social media posts or whatever, um, is it people who... 
who feel like the, the, uh, Annette's point there is it young people who maybe feel they're, they're not in a category or that, you know what I mean that there's no one no one else by way of a role model who speaks to them or relates to them is, is that the case? Do you well, understand the rushes of, of hormones that can exist you know which, which, is, which does happen at, at a particular age you know and they see this gap and he's got the women he's got the money he's got the wealth and Look, Ben, I'm not denying that all of what you've said is true in terms of his messages for working hard and so on and so forth. They are the pieces that that are very, very important. Unfortunately, they are being tainted with this okay. and not so nice. Just stuff, but you have to be able to talk about Ben, that just come well. in on that. So just if you don't, I just want to get your thoughts there in Annette's point. So, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm following along, but what, what exactly are you asking me? Do, is is be, were, um, Andrew Tate, okay. what is his appeal to young Irish, to young Irish teenagers, men, women, whatever. What, what, okay. Why well, are people? Fo- why do people like him, follow him, listen to him? Because I think people uh, from the age of eighteen, twenty-five, are, are, are tired of hearing from their uh, role model role models that they've just been told to follow. Be weak, you know. Everything is okay. I have depression. Take these pills. You'll feel better. Stay at home. Do you know what I mean? When in reality, Andrew Tate has come along and he said. Start going to the gym, get up off your arse, work hard. And you know what? Men are seeing that and they're seeing, they're seeing that as, okay, finally, someone is actually hearing us and knows how, and knows how a lot of us feel. You know, like I have a brother, uh, Aaron. He's a, bit, he's a bit older than me and he used to be very shy and very kind of insecure and he used to always kind of have trouble being out in public. And ever since Andrew Tate has come along, He's been able to kind of get come out of his bubble and talk more. And he used to even have to have trouble like stuff like answering a door to a takeaway or something. Whereas of now, he told me himself, ever since he's been listening to Andrew say his whole life has turned around. So that's just one example I can give. Okay. But I, th- I think the reality is, is that like men are just tired of, of, of just hearing the same uh, narrative. You know, so that's f- it, you're you're agreeing, Ben, with what I said at the beginning. Yeah, that's the that, point. That's I wanted that, to that, figure that out who is, where is the yeah. appeal, or what, 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 who's, you know, what is the message? I suppose that resonates um, with people, whether they're they're young, old, you know, whatever gender, whatever. Listen, stay with us if you don't mind. There's a lot of people getting in touch with us about this. Stay on the line. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We've been talking about um, whether you're concerned about the influence Andrew Tate, the controversial social media character that he has on young people in, well, in Ireland, was global really, but uh, we're talking about it here in the context of this country. I heard a variety of different views there, quite interesting, uh, on the show before the break. Edel is on the line. Edel, what's your opinion on this? Good afternoon, Andrea. Um, I'm coming at this, I suppose, from a different point of view. I work for a company called Ring Training Solutions and we have provided training in schools for parents and teachers and professionals for the last number of years. So we're constantly um, talking to students about the influence, I suppose, that social media influencers or celebrities have on the opinions and the behaviours of young people. And I think that Andrew Tate highlights this um, to a degree because while his behaviour can only be, in my opinion, condemned, it brings a larger conversation and brings to the forefront um, the impact that celebrities and online influence can have on our young people. And it also brings to the attention 
of parents, I suppose, a conversation that needs to be started with their young people um, to talk to them about what exactly it is they're seeing online and how that is making them feel and how that is impacting their views and their behaviour. Because I suppose it brings a whole other issue of, you know, do we want our young people to be getting their sex education? Do we want them to be getting their body image? Do we want them to be getting information about eating disorders, suicide, all of that? from online influencers like Andrew Tate. And I always use, when I'm speaking um, to parents, a, a kind of parallel that you wouldn't allow your child to be dropped off in a city for the day and not leave them there without giving them warnings and talking to them about the positives and the negatives that they will experience. Mm. And it's kind of the same thing with yeah. online. It's having that conversation about, you know, what what is it that they're seeing, um, what to watch out for. And if something does happen to them online or they're seeing material that's making them feel um, angry, sad, upset in any, all of those range of emotions that they can speak to their parents or teachers or youth workers around, around that. Yeah, it's interesting, um, Miguel. I have to be honest, I didn't know a huge amount about Andrew Tate until a month ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I spoke to, uh, you know, Annette there earlier and she was talking about hearing his name being mentioned by her son who was 16 two years ago and it's coming yeah. up more and more frequently. Um, and I am, I would, I look, I could be totally wrong, but I assume that, you know, it's probably in, in more recent times or recent months that maybe parents are hearing more about this name, Andrew Tate. But, you know, do they know what he's about? Exactly. And I think as a parent, there is a responsibility to to know what your children are looking at online. And if you're hearing a name like Andrew Tate, which is one of many um, that is having an influence on your child, or if you're hearing that they're constantly watching this particular influence or celebrity to find out a little bit about them. And it can be from doing a little bit of research yourself, but also about starting the conversation with your children and talking to them both in a positive and a negative way about the positive things they're seeing online and also about the negatives and how that's making them feel. And just starting that conversation and keeping it going, not as a one-off, let's talk about Andrew Tate today and then just park that, but to repeatedly um, talking about what it is that they're seeing and, and the impact it's having on their views and their behaviour. I uh, was sent in, a, um, I have a document here that I got um, and it's a it's a fairly hefty, you know, uh, printout document and it's called A Bold Voices Schools toolkit how to talk to young people about Andrew Tate and this is um, something I suppose an advice piece that was sent out to some teachers in the UK about how to chat to uh, you know how to chat to students about Andrew Tate and, and others as well I'm sure plenty yeah. of other social media influencers do you think schools um, have a role to play here like should, should they be having this conversation or is it up to the parents I think that it has to be a holistic approach. I think that there has to be an element of the schools do have to, to give it from an authority point of view. Um, I think that the parents definitely do have a part to play um, because they can talk to it on an individual point of view. But it definitely is something that needs to be discussed more because it has such an impact on, on our young people um, and they are getting their education from online. And I think even from a parent's perspective or a teacher's perspective, we have to remember that what you see online so what you see when you go on your TikTok and your Instagram and your YouTube and your social media mm. that is what our young people are seeing as well um, and sometimes we think that it's parallel universes um, yeah. and we don't realise that these are the you know hard-hitting topics that you know children mm. as young as 
you know, five these days are and younger are accessing um, these social media. Well, I think that's one of the things, isn't it, that for a lot of the um, the appeal among young people is the fact that in Andrew Tate's case, he uses the like of Snap, Snapchat and TikTok, which I suppose have primarily um, been notably used by by younger people as well. Text in from Joanne, who says Annette talking about Andrew Tate is spot on. I have two teenage boys, and I totally agree with her. Another listener says, um, "Yeah, I have three boys. I'm listening to Annette today talking about this. Two of my three boys are teenagers, and they feel lost." She's right in what she's saying today. Um, this texter says a lot of Andrew Tate's advice is relevant for both men and women. Some of the women on the podcast have some opinions too against men. So people should pick the good and leave what they don't like, says this listener. Idel, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us. Um, it's an interesting conversation and I, I think it is important to hear a variety of different variety of different opinions um, on it as well. So thank you for getting in touch with us, sharing your thoughts with us on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.